Welcome to Grown Up Voice, a podcast about expectations. My name is Rebecca Schaefer, and I will be your tour guide. Hey everyone, uh, today's a little different for me. I am currently in my car, parked, nobody panic, um, lurking at one end of a subdivision alley, not alleyway, what do you call them? Cul-de-sac, excuse me, that is the proper subdivision terminology. I am meeting with a friend to driveway surprise another friend for her birthday. So I picked up donuts, my friend is picking up Starbucks, we will all stand far apart, it will be fine. Um, But getting down here, I am accidentally a half hour early. So I'm sitting here watching a Blue Jay, hoping that the random house I'm parked in front of doesn't get too suspicious of a white girl in a car talking to herself. But it got me to thinking about driving. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We, meaning me and my car. Hello car. It's not even actually my car, it's my parents' car, which adds like a whole extra level of frankly crushed expectations there but you know one of these years one of these years I'll get my hands on preferably a hybrid or electric situation partly because it's all eco and green and yay 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 partly because I have never liked gas stations they're just nerve-wracking on many levels the first time my dad took me out driving to learn he took me to this old abandoned... This story sounds terrible when I'm thinking about it. He took me to this old abandoned grocery store parking lot and said, all right, the first thing we are going to work on is how to brake properly. And I'm like, yeah, fine, sure, whatever. But no, it turns out it's harder to brake well than you might suppose. Um... I'm assuming most of y'all are drivers, but I do know some friends who don't drive, so this might be an entirely new field for you. But maybe those of you who have drived can... Drived? Driven? Y'all, it is before... It is 8 a.m. right now. I got up at 7 this morning. That is not my happy place. That is not where I hang out. That is just not... Some people are like, yeah, just just roll out of bed when the alarm goes off. I feel shattered when I roll out of bed too early. If my body's not ready to get up, it's like, it feels like the physical version of static and just vaguely sick and the brain is not functioning properly and it usually takes at least an hour for everything to click back into place. But anyway, back to driving. So we came up with this code phrase. Uh, at the time, my mother really enjoyed having a glass of Coca-Cola with her when we would go places. So we called it a Coke stop. And the goal was to bring the vehicle to a quick yet gentle enough stop that if, hypothetically, your mother was sitting in the front seat with you holding a can of Coca-Cola, none of it would spill. I did eventually get there. It took a while. I didn't realize until several years later how awkward it would be to be yelling Coke stop when you're in the car with someone else and they um, hit the brakes a little too hard. 
uh, we, so we worked on that for a while. We worked on backing up. Uh, there was one memorable time when my dad decided to spice things up a little bit. And he decided I wasn't looking back quite enough when I was backing up. And so he literally flung himself against the back window of my car. The car was nowhere near him. It was a minivan, just so we're clear. It was like a homeschool minivan. I'm backing up, and all of a sudden there's this thunk, and I turn around, and my dad is plastered to the back window. Fortunately, he was grinning, so I knew it was a joke, but oh my goodness. Anyway, so we do that, and then we go get milkshakes. And one day, it was finally time for me to try driving on an actual street. And we got to this one, we, we, made, we made it like two minutes down the road at about 45 miles an hour, which is ironic because turns out once I got older and figured out to pay attention, it's actually 40 on that road. But dad kept yelling 45, hi ya, whenever I got out into the sub, out of the subdivision. So we just went with it. You humor your driving instructor. Anyway, so we got to this one place where I was supposed to slow down and turn left into a neighborhood. Ironically, it's the neighborhood where I live now. And I slowed down and I started to go and I had not slowed down enough and I heard the tires squealing as I went. And we barely made it into the subdivision and I just stopped and pulled over and I had a meltdown, like full on shaking, sobbing. My first time out actually driving with my dad and I'm toast three minutes in. It was a whole thing. <laughs> there were a couple other meltdown incidents. Uh, one was when I was supposed to be trying interstate driving on a family trip. You want pressure. Try learning to drive interstate with your entire family and all of their luggage in the car. That's like, that's a whole extra level. But I've, I've always assumed driving gets easier. And in some ways it does. Like, you can, I can think about more things. Now, heaven forbid I ever get my hands on a manual transmission. Because I have a hard enough time remembering to not let things just become routine. And frankly, that's like a lot of life. Like, decision fatigue is a real thing. Whoops, there's a car coming. Is it her? No. Okay. Whew. Act natural, everyone. Nothing to see here. Move along. Whew. I think it was their neighbor. I, I keep having these recurring fears that the person I'm trying to surprise is going to come walking with her dog anytime now, and like I'm gonna have to like hide down by the brakes in my car and hope she doesn't recognize the car and or see the box of donuts in the passenger seat. I'm Surprise parties are not my strong suit. I always think they're a great idea, but growing up, I had a sibling who could guess what I wasn't saying. It was the freakiest thing, so I'm a little gun-shy when it comes to surprising people or gifts that need to stay secret. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the draw. So decision fatigue is a super, super real thing, and I found... Even though probably no one wants to admit this, it is legit harder to drive when you have a lot on your brain. It's, I used to drive this half hour route to get to a household that I nannied for way back when. Um, they had four kids 
and lived out on like a farm type area. They they had horses and um, German Shepherd dogs that were bigger than I was. I kid you not, these dogs, the one's tail was like bigger around than my arm. They were huge softies. But, and this was a funny thing, because um, I, I live in Southeast USA, and <laughs> they, uh, they wouldn't necessarily listen to me unless I put on a really strong Southern accent. And then I had their instant attention. But these dogs would go out and chase around the horses just for fun, alright? So, they were huge. There was one time, they, there was this little schoolhouse built on the premises, um... And the kids and I were hanging out there, and we'd left the door open for a cross breeze, and in comes strolling Bo, one of the big ones. And he's just all curious, and I'm like, Bo, you are not supposed to be in here. Turn around and get back out. He immediately flops down on the floor in this massive apologetic heap of just, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I'm standing there like, okay, apology accepted. But I cannot physically scoop you up and move you out the door, so I'm going to need you to get back on your paws and walk. But I digress. The drive out to their house. Routine. I did it two times a week. Technically four times if you count both ways. And almost every time I would be thinking about what I was going to do with the kids or what had gone weird with the kids, that's a whole... I should, ooh, we should do a whole podcast on babysitting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We'll come back to that. <clears throat> anyway, about, I would say every time I drove that particular stretch, there would always be a moment where I would suddenly snap back, look at my surroundings, and go, did I take a wrong turn? Because this doesn't look at all familiar. And I could never figure out if it was like a seasonal thing, like sometimes there'd be daffodils. But I mean, it would be things like, it'd be things like electricity wires, like telephone wires. Like I would look up and go, has there always been a phone post there? What are those things called? Telephone poles? Has there always been a telephone pole there? Am I three counties over? What just happened? It was always very disorienting. And the key I always found was to just keep going because in a little while you'd be like, oh, this is familiar. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Which actually is a really key piece that I found to managing what I call for me schedule chaos, which is when I wake up and have a specific plan and then something messes up the plan. Like there was a series of tasks. The first one got interrupted. My knee-jerk reaction is almost always to bail on the plan and start like frantically compensating for all the things. Sometimes that is valuable. But what I found for me is actually super important is just to stick with the plan because the effort of decision to change the plan and try to think through all the factors is going to eat me alive from inside, which is why I am sitting here waiting for the start of this darn surprise party instead of like going to put gas in the car besides the fact that I really don't want to have to use a gas station right now y'all it's it's no no mm -mm. do not want to touch that pump handle thank you no I had to laugh I'm about 80% sure the the guy in the donut shop um he had gloves he had a mask it was great um 
But <laughs> about 80% sure as I pulled away, I saw him applying hand sanitizer to his gloved hands, which is either brilliant or terrifying, and I haven't decided which yet. Just not sure. All right, let's talk late night car rides, the ones where you may or may not be driving and preferably involve a friend in the passenger seat, at least. Uh, and by that, I mean in the past, like at least one friend. I, that's a really complicated statement. It's raining, y'all. There are spitter spatters of water on my windshield. None of that. There's a party. Move it. Yes, I'm looking at you, clouds. Beat it. The late night driving, especially best when you're coming back from a fun vacation. About 1 a.m. is when I start to spill. Just all the things, all the life existential questions I've been pondering. All the deep stuff from when I was seven. Like, all the stuff comes out when it's dark and you've been listening to, like, good rock music travel playlists and the last snack stop has kind of worn off and there's that last push for home and that is in my opinion one of the best times of the trip now if you are stuck in heavy heavy traffic and you're like an hour from home but you won't get there until way after then it's that then it's a whole other situation that's that but that's not what we're talking about <laughs> Uh, where the other cost is anyone else flabbergasted by how much a car costs and I don't just mean buying the car I mean it's like you think it's just the gas and then you go to get the oil changed because you want to be a responsible adult and they're like oh BTW enough I have I have a mechanics that I trust this is a plus but there's always something else and 140 bucks is a lot of money for one go, especially when you weren't necessarily expecting it. Well, there's movement at their driveway. Everyone be quiet. I think it was the husband who's in on it. We should be okay. All right. <clears throat> We're good. We're good. This is what it would be like having a stakeout in a car with me. <laughs> Okay, we can call this my audition tape. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it's always more expensive than I think it will be. Especially if you have someone in your life who is very quick to remind you that if you were to put 50 cents per mile away into a savings account, you would be prepared for moments like this. And in the first place, who pays enough attention to their odometer to know how far it is to things? Like, I can tell you minutes. I can tell you that it's going to take at least a quarter tank of gas to go do XYZ, but I don't know. I don't know the miles. So my brain doesn't store that. My brain also doesn't store north, south, east, west very well, unless I'm like physically going, where is the sun? But that's again, also I live in southeast United States. It's a hot mess. There are no grid roads. If there are, it's a trap. There's a fluffy squirrel. Hey, little guy. Fun fact, I always thought squirrels were adorable, and they still are. Oh, he's coming right for, he's coming right for the car. 
I think he's under the car. Oh boy. Um, I, 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 I like squirrels. Uh, <laughs> let me just we'll back that up real quick. Um, but I've somewhat less keen of them ever since. What I used to have a bird feeder with a really fancy squirrel baffle, like it was like a fancy bird feeder. And for the most part, the squirrels couldn't get into it. But one time I went out the back door and there was a squirrel up in the bird feeder, but he wasn't eating the bird's seed. He was eating the mealworms, which are basically little maggoty grubs that you put out there for some bird types for a high fat snack. He was scooping those like they were potato chips. And I have never gotten over that mental image. Congratulations, now you can have it too. If we want to get really embarrassing, we'll talk about the few times. I'm a pretty, pretty savvy person when it comes to how things work. Like, it's hard to quantify that. I get it. I realized that as soon as I said it. But I'm, I'm a fairly good puzzle-solving person. But the few times when my car has not turned on, I have boldly gotten out and popped that engine hood with all the confidence of, I can fix my sewing machine, I can fix the, I have no idea what anything in here is. Now I have recently learned where the oil stick, dipstick thing is. So, one piece down, approximately 75,000 pieces to go, one of these days, I really should put it on my bucket list. Bucket list, no, not my bucket list. My bucket list is supposed to be fun things. Uh, I propose a new list. There's the bucket list, and then I propose the achieving ultimate adulthood list. Item one. Learn how a car works. Item two. Learn how sports work. Specifically football. Just to learn the language. Just so I can be multilingual. <laughs> okay, let's talk about road trips again. Because there's a very big difference between a road trip when you're the kid and or just the friend coming along. And when you are the planner slash driver slash responsible person. I have discovered that I don't mind planning a road trip for just me. But if another human is coming along, there's this weird compulsion I have to make sure they're having a good time. And it gets to be a little much. It's like, what music do you want? Where do you want to stop to eat? Do you need to stop at the rest area? Are you comfortable? Do we need to change the air conditioning? The yada yada yada. And they start getting a little twitchy with decision fatigue. It's a theme. Driving and decision fatigue, at least for me, seem to go hand in hand. Because I found that I can drive most places, but driving somewhere new is extra stressful. And driving with factors that change the plan are just my least favorite. I can roll with it, but unexpected road blockages, traffic jams, people who suggest I use the Waze app because they care more about saving two minutes than they do about maintaining their own sanity. I'm not bitter. Uh, 
it is it's just a I feel like driving uses more emotional and mental points than we generally admit. But I don't know if that's just a case if it's just a case of what you're used to because when I visited a friend who lived overseas, we took buses or taxis everywhere. And figuring out a bus system, oh my word, I was in Hawaii with a close friend once. And the goal, we we had been driven down and dropped off at Pearl Harbor. And the goal was to get to Diamond Head Beach on Oahu, which is the main island. It's not the big one, it's the main one. And we did our best to figure out how to catch a bus. And we wound up not being able to catch one. Uh, turned out the bus we were looking at was like a special bus that would only I don't know there were red markers there were blue markers there were bus stops on both sides of the street there were actual times there were made up times there were quantum physics questionable nonlinear lines it was just a mess so we wound up actually having to walk back and I'm not sure how many miles it was I mean it's a small it's a small island but it's not that small it was probably like 15, no, it was more than 15 minutes, and it was hot. We were so sunburned, but we made it back in time for that dinner cruise. And look, my backup buddy is here. We can go surprise the birthday person. I will leave you with three delightful things as I hustle off. One, squirrels when you are innocent and think they are just cute little fluff monsters. Two, there's some clover that's blooming in this person's yard and the little dots of white fluff next to the green leaves are so satisfying to look at. They're just so delicate and magical. It's like a little starscape made out of plants. Third thing, the donut guy included a surprise strawberry cheesecake donut and I have a very important date with it. Y'all take care. Hey guys, this is Rebecca from Days Later. Thank you for coming along with me on that weird stakeout situation. Um, it was a little more rambling and disjointed than I usually... Um, well, I mean, if you're talking to me in real life, that's probably how it is. But it felt a little more disjointed than I'd like podcast episodes to be on this particular podcast. So there will be some more uh, episodes coming. I'm working on a few more and they'll probably be formatted a little more like the first episode. Um, if you have strong feelings one way or the other, I will make sure that by the time the next episode is up, there is some way for you to get that feedback back to me instead of just shouting into the void. Uh, last I checked, um, Grown Up Voice should now be available on iTunes podcasts as well. Uh, just another venue for you to be able to access it. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Um, I and both cats, uh, one of whom is right here, feeling like I should be paying him more attention than this phone. Really, really, really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day.